0: All right, everybody. Oh, <clears throat> hold on, hold on. Let me, uh... <clears throat> Okay, we're good. Sorry. A little bug in my throat right there. Anyway, uh, yeah, we could fix that in post, right? Fix that, we'll run it back. Oh, that's right, we don't have editing software. And when I say we, I mean no one, because I'm all by myself. Uh, right now while I record, um, no guests today, just me on episode five, three, cause I'm a G, you know how it be. I'm going to stop that cause I'm sure it's cringe worthy. Uh. C R I N G E. now I really am going to stop because, uh, yeah, no, no guests today. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking you hear episode 53, but Joe, it's, it's mid-February The Super Bowl is tomorrow what? Like, you ended 2022 with episode 50 Big blowout special, Christmas special, all that How are you only on episode 53? And the truth is, people The truth is I've been slacking Big time slacking Straight up honesty I've been slacking uh, I don't really have a good reason for it Other than life is just kind of It's in the way And I'm doing my best to navigate through and create the least amount of stress possible for the people around me, Um, but sometimes including myself. And sorry, I'm cleaning my throat. A little bit of dead air right there. Not dead hair. My hair looks fantastic. Lots of volume. Really cool. Very luscious. People compliment it at work all the time. No big deal. Cassie hates it, but what are you going to do? Um... No, I've, I've been slacking. 2023, year of the slack. Not year of the slacks. Don't get that confused. I'm, I'm not a slacks kind of guy. I'm jeans, khakis, sweatpants, basketball shorts, maybe even cargos before for slacks. I'm not a slacks guy. But it's the year of the slacking by me. So I apologize. Uh, I was supposed to have a couple guests. Spencer Burns, he's an upcoming music artist. He's coming through, or he was supposed to come through. Um, but he messaged me saying things are kind of a little crazy because he just released a new song called Burn These Tires. Great song. It's a banger, if you will. Kind of sound like a president. A little bit of Dana Carvey doing George Bush. Burn These Tires, it's a banger. But uh, he did release that, and he said things have gone a little crazy since the release of that. He's working on a lot of new music due to popular demand. Oh, Um but I totally get that. So maybe in the future, he'll, he'll have some time open up for a, uh, a Zoom interview. But, uh, and then Ebony Mystique was supposed to be on. We were messaging. Things were all good. We were actually scheduled for this past Wednesday at noon. And then <clears throat> I messaged her the day before on Tuesday. I was like, hey, are we all good? She's like, yeah, sounds good. And then come Wednesday, I go to set up the interview. I messaged her about an hour before. I say, you still all good? And I get nothing. I'm like, uh-oh. Interview time comes. She's not there. Uh Uh-oh. And she's ghosted me ever since. I haven't been ghosted. I've been with Cassie for four and a half years. I haven't been ghosted in a long time. Still hurts. Still hurts. But it's her loss. Because when this podcast blows up, she's going to be like, Damn, I wish I did feel good Friday with that host. He's sexy as fuck. And she's not wrong about either of those uh statements, you know. She's going to wish she had done the pro- the the podcast and the host, <laughs> that's me, for those of you keeping track, is sexy as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Confidence is key, baby. <clears throat> um so a couple interviews fell through, but I do have a lot of guests on A. uh they're just not 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 here yet. So I apologize that it's just me, two episodes in a row now, 52 and 53 just me. Um but I also don't apologize because it is just me and I am, oh, what's the word, incredible, I don't know, charming, dashing, funny. All those, you know, they're all kind of synonyms, just good adjectives to describe me. And that's what you're getting today. It's just me. But I'll tell you what, I know I've been slacking. I'm not retiring. I'll tell you who is retiring. Two goats of their respective industries. Two of the greatest In their respective industries. Two of the greatest entertainers that I grew up watching. Listening to. Loving. Looking up to. Tom Brady and Ozzy Osbourne. They retired on the same day. On the same goddamn day they retired. Broke my heart. Broke my heart because I was like, damn, I'm getting old. Because again, I did grow up watching. Listening to. Even idolizing. There was a part of me that wanted to be in the NFL. And then once I hit eighth grade and realized my level of athleticism and the goofiness that I had, I was like, maybe the NFL is not for me. I know there are some goofy NFL players, Gardner Minshew, yada, yada, yada. But maybe it's maybe I'm just not built for it. Physically. Literally. Literally. Uh, but I still grew up watching Tom Brady every Sunday for years. Years. And then listening to Ozzy Osbourne since I was in grade school. I remember I got one of the first albums I ever got. It was for Christmas. I got Ozzy Osbourne... Down to Earth. It had songs like Gets Me Through, Facing Hell, um, Junkie, No Easy Way Out, Black Illusion, Dreamer. It was a good, it was a great album. Great album. I'm going to say great album. For modern Ozzy Osbourne, like anything past 2000, I think this was one of, I think this is his best. Like, not his best ever. Bark at the Moon, Blizzard of Oz, Diary of Mammoth, like, you know, those are all um, better, but, you know. Anyway. No more tears. Uh, So they retired on the same day. I heard about Tom Brady first because he did it rather early. And he did it via video and he said, Hey guys, it's me, it's Tom Brady. It's not really how he talks, but that's just what I heard. Hey guys, uh, I'm just going to get right to it. I'm retiring. And he said it's for good this time. And I think it's official because I think he just signed the paperwork recently. But it was an emotional video. He got emotional and... Um, you know what has happened with his life. Like, he lost Giselle, and, you know, the family's kind of split right now. So, I don't know if he's going to work on that. He said he won't be doing any commentating till the fall of 2024. So, that means he'll have this year off, which kind of does leave it open for teams. Like, if a quarterback gets injured, they'll give Tom Brady a call. What can it hurt? Giving the GOAT a call, you know? Um, I can, you know, the 49ers, the quarterbacks always get hurt. But then you look at that. It's like Tom Brady has to go, you know, you have to risk analyze that, do some risk analysis and be like, Hey, uh, the 49ers quarterbacks, they always get hurt. So if I fill in for an injured Brock Purdy and an injured Trey Lance, I'm 46. I could die. If I get hurt, I could break a hip. I'm that old. Shout out to Nick. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I mean the dolphins, the Raiders list goes on for teams that, would give Tom Brady a call if their starting quarterback got injured and if they were contenders. I think the Raiders can still be contenders. I know the AFC West is tough, but... Um, but to honor Tom Brady, I do have some crazy Tom Brady facts. I'll start with a crazy recent one. There's, there's on eBay, there's a jar of sand, a jar of dirt. That's a Pirates of the Caribbean reference, if you didn't catch that. There's a jar of sand from the location that Tom Brady retired, the beach location... I don't know how you confirm it's from that location, but apparently you can. It's on eBay. It's going for $100,000. I think a little bit more. Throw in taxes and shipping and whatnot. $100,000 for a jar of sand that could not be from the location that he retired at. There's a possibility that it's not from there. Again, I don't know how you confirm that. It's like when girls were selling their farts in jars. How do you know it's her fart? Maybe she had her boyfriend fart in it. And then she sent it to you, and you were like, yeah, it smells so good. And then also, like, once you open that, th- that fart's gone. That's a one-time thing. You open that lid, that fart's gone. And these, these are going for a lot of money. Anyway, we'll get off the farts and jars thing. Crazy. But um, anyway, jar of sand from Tom Brady's retirement location is going for over $100,000 on eBay. But um, here's some crazy Tom Brady facts. 23 NFL a year. Uh, 23 year NFL career There we go 23 year NFL career Uh, Sorry, I'm going to stop with the wrapping So, number one No NFL team had a winning record Against Tom Brady And that is not a typo He's the winningest player in NFL history He didn't have a losing record against any team Including the playoffs He's only one of four players To beat all 32 teams One of four Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees Pretty goddamn good company Brady had three Hall of Fame careers in one career. In his 20s, he had over 21,000 passing yards. He had 147 passing touchdowns, and he had three Super Bowls. Hall of Fame career. In his 30s, 40,000 passing yards. 40,018 to be specific. 309 passing touchdowns and two Super Bowl wins. Hall of Fame career. And then in his 40s, when you think, all right, he's in his 40s, there's no way he could have another Hall of Fame career. What the fuck? Now nah, he does it. 27,000 passing yards, 27,632, 193 passing touchdowns and two Super Bowls. A Hall of Fame resume in each decade of his life. That's fucking wild. If he's not the goat just from that, then you know. I don't know what I don't know what else he needs, so I'll give you some more. Brady never played a snap. Never played a snap where he was mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. Even when they didn't make the postseason in 2002, he wasn't officially eliminated from playoff contention until the results on on the last day. That's that's crazy. Like, 15,906 snaps. And each of those had the possibility and end goal of winning a Super Bowl because he wasn't eliminated from playoff contention. That's, come on, like to keep your team in it till the very last play of every year. That's a Chicago Bears fan wet dream because our quarterbacks are, you know, Justin Fields may be the guy or whatever. This isn't about Justin Fields. This is about Tom Brady. Happy retirement. He's had 50.7 miles worth of passing yards. That's 89,214 passing yards. That's enough to make it up and down Mount Everest Four times and then go back up a fifth time. And then you just chill up there and you're like, well, I'm the GOAT of mountain climbing. The highest point above sea level on Mount Everest is 5.5 miles up. That It's, uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. He's had more passing yards than Joe Montana and Steve Young combined. So I think that kind of puts an end to the Joe Montana debate. Because for a while, Joe Montana was the GOAT because he went to four Super Bowls. He won all four. There was no losing record. But, I mean... I mean, I think that's long gone. I think it's Tom Brady. Like, when he officially retired, people were like, so is Tom Brady the goat? Like, yeah, he's a fucking goat. Nothing changed because he retired on a bad season. And it's like they made the playoffs. I get it. They had a shit division, but they still made the playoffs. Like, they had to be in contention. Brady won a ring for every quarterback drafted ahead of him. There were six in 2000. And then he got one for himself. Seven championships. It's the most in NFL history. Brady had a better percentage reaching the Super Bowl than Steph Curry making a 3 and Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. He's the best three-point shooter of all time, maybe the best just the best shooter of all time. But Brady had a better chance reaching or better percentage reaching the Super Bowl than Steph Curry did making a 3. He reached the Super Bowl 10 times in 21 seasons as a full-time starter. And this excludes 2000 when he was a backup and then 2008 when he tore his ACL in week 1. He was more likely to make the Super Bowl, a 48% chance, than the greatest three-point three shooter of all time, Steph Curry, who owns a 43% chance, lifetime percentage, of making a three. That's insane. Because he's, oh, my God. Six players who began their careers after Brady already entered the Hall of Fame. So Brady came to the league before these other players. These other players had a full career, retired, and now they're in the Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, Troy Polamalu, one of my favorites, Ed Reed, Steve Hutchinson, LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, LT, and then Richard Seymour. Again, just just insane, the longevity of this guy, that TB12 diet, that fucking avocado ice cream, it works. Brady was the last active pro athlete drafted by the Montreal Expos. Brady's retirement means there are no more active pro athletes drafted by the Expos. He was taken in the 18th round by Montreal in 1995. Kind of cool. Brady has the second most receiving yards in NFL history, wait, after turning 40. Brady had six receiving yards in his 40s, thanks to a six-yard catch against the Titans in 2018. Wait a second, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. Oh, receiving yards. (laughs) I'm thinking passing yards. All right. That's why I'm like, no, this isn't right. I literally just read how many passing yards he had in his 40s. It wasn't six. I'll tell you that much. Six receiving yards in his 40s. He caught a six-yard catch against the Titans in 2018. And that's still good enough to be the second highest. After turning 40 behind, of course, Jerry Rice, who has 2,509. So he's got a little ways to go to beat that. But I think he's officially retired, so that's done. Um, let's see. There's only one holdover on the NFL's... Top 10 Top 10 pass touchdown leaderboard From 2000 So Brady's career lasted so long That there's only one player In the top 10 on the all time Touchdown passes leaderboard today Also ranked top 10 When Brady entered the league in 2000 Dan Marino Dan Marino You remember him He's old school He was the NFL's all time leader In that category when Brady was drafted Now he ranks 7th There have been 217 individual 4,000-yard passing seasons in NFL history, and 179 of them, that's 82%, yo, came since Brady entered the league in 2000. Last but not least, Brady won six playoff games when passing 50-plus times. Double all others in league history combined. Six playoff games when passing 50-plus times. Usually when you have to throw 50 times in a playoff game, your team is getting fucking hammered and just racking up garbage time stats. But no, not for Brady. No deficit was ever out of reach, obviously 28-3. to three. He was 6-4 in his playoff career when attempting 50 passes, including a 25-point comeback against the, yeah, against the foul. 28-3, we, we, we know. I'm sorry. I'm a big Matty Ice guy, so I feel bad bringing that up, but it is what it is. It's history, baby. It's history. It's, it's arguably the greatest Super Bowl of all time. All other players in postseason, and here's the cool part. It's Tom Brady, when he passes 50 plus times, he's six and four. All other players in postseason history, when passing 50 times, three and 34. Three and 34. Oh, and obviously, there are more stats that you can look up about Brady and the craziness of, of his career and the crazy stats and numbers and all that. I'm just giving you a few. There are lots more. Feel free to Google it. Google away. Um, Google that shit. But yeah, no, uh, happy retirement to the. Uh, I feel kind of sad. It was, you know, it was a sad video first of all, and then also you look at it and it's it's kind of the end of an era. Um, at least the end of my era. Like I grew up watching Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, even JJ Watt retired, and I'm sad about that. And then uh, you know, and the ones I mentioned earlier, Kevin Johnson, Troy Polamalu, Ladanian Tomlinson, Ed Reed. Like these are guys I played Madden with, uh, not with them. You know, I'm not friends with. Any of them. But maybe one day I'll be friends with Brady. Maybe now that he's retired and just posting shirtless kind of dick pics online. Don't worry about it. Just Google that, too, if you want. Or don't. It's weird. Um, But, yeah, no. Like, I played Madden, and these guys were on Madden. So I played as them growing up. And it's just kind of sad, you know? Because it is the end of an era, and I feel old. And, again, Ozzy Osbourne, too. Like, he wasn't in his prime, per se, when I was growing up. But he was still relevant and he was still making albums. And I, I watched the Osborns and him and Little Nicky is one of my favorite cameos ever. And I watched his interviews all the time and behind the scenes tour stuff and uh, read his book. Like he's, he's, His biography is one of the first books that I read because um, I'm not a big reader. If you know me, you know I'm not a big reader. It's for nerds Blech. and chicks. Uh, just kidding. Everyone reads. Sorry, just gotta kind of put that out there. But um, not a big reader, but I read Ozzy Osbourne's biography because he's Ozzy fucking Osbourne. So the retirement of two goats. I am sad. End of an era. I feel old. But that's life. They had great careers and I had a great time while they were relevant. Watching them, watching greatness, hearing greatness, seeing greatness. Saw Ozzy Osbourne a couple times. Live at the Budokan is probably one of my favorite live albums outside of ACDC's live album so happy retirement to both of them and Ozzy Osbourne isn't technically done, like he's not dead he's just retiring from touring like he just put out an album last year so he's still got it he's still got the singing voice like he, he sounded decent I'm sure there were a lot of effects that went into it but um yeah no it's just just crazy how fast life is moving right now cause Finn's getting bigger every day you know that's how it works But it's crazy, like, how fast he's growing. And the thing is, he grows so fast. And time is going so fast, you know, watching him grow up. But then I have to realize that it's not just him. Like, this is, time involves everyone. So I'm getting older. I'm getting bigger. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, a lot bigger. Okay, we're going to, maybe we'll cut out the cinnamon rolls once a week. It's probably not a good habit to have. All right, this has been a 20-minute intro, so I'm going to stop. For the last time, happy retirement to the two goats. Um, I do think Ozzy Osbourne is, is, in, in my opinion, Ozzy Osbourne is the greatest rock star of all time. That's a bold statement. I know there are a lot of fucking rock stars out there. You could even, like, even, everyone from, like, Elton John, Freddie Mercury, not just to name... Gay people. That was weird that I grouped them in the same one. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. But then you got like, you know, you got your your 80, you got your Axl Roses and your Slashes, David Lee Roth, Motley Fucking Crew. You got Tommy Lee. Like these guys are rock stars. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley and Ace Frehley, um Sammy Hagar. Like the list. <laughs> Sammy Hagar. Why not? Like the list goes on and on of these these rock stars that kicked ass and they partied hard and. They, they didn't really give a fuck. They were they like, you think about these rock stars and the thing is I grew up in the nineties and the two thousands. So I think about these eighties rock stars, these older rock stars. And I look at them, I'm like, Oh, they were old. No, they, they were my age when they had this, all this fame and just bad, bad decisions. You know, you watch the documentaries, you read the books, the biopics, whatever, like crazy times. But Ozzy Osbourne, I think is the greatest rock star of all time. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, And then Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. That one, there's really no debate. If you come back, if you snap back at me on that one, if you clap back with me on that one, then uh, then I'm just probably I don't know. I'm gonna smack you and lose all my respect for you. Hey, what else is new? Well, it's usually (laughs) the other way around. All right, enough (laughs) self-deprecation. I can't even say the word right. So you know what? I am gonna keep going on the self-deprecation train. Say a word right, Joe. Good. Okay. Intro, twenty-two minutes, longest intro of all time. Sorry to keep you going, but this—I just had to get you know. Okay, I'm gonna stop because I'm <laughs> rambling and this is embarrassing. Oh, okay, love you. Bye. Oh, why'd I say love you. All right, everybody, and we're back. Sorry again for the super long intro. I probably added a. Uh, Too many Brady facts, but the greatest of all time only retires one time. So can you really blame me? And then you might be like, well, why didn't you include any Ozzy Osbourne facts? And it's because they're all kind of sad. And um, they're not sad. They are wild. But it's like, you know, like he blacked out one time and almost tried to kill Sharon. No one wants to hear about that. So, uh, yeah. The closest he ever came to dying was an ATV accident. He he flipped his ATV. He uh, he was in a coma for eight days, and he had to be brought back to life twice. Again, like these aren't really conversation starters. These aren't really you know you go to a party and you're like, hey, do you know uh, Ozzy Osbourne almost died in an ATV accident? And then yeah, then he took a lot of drugs and tried to kill his wife, and then he disappeared one time uh, after he was going on a bender with David Lee Roth and. Again, I do think he's the greatest rock star of all time. But, like, you look at his life and the things he's done. And it's like, holy hell, this guy's insane. This guy's a mess. But I love it. Like, the music he created and just the things he did. OzFest. Like, Black Sabbath. Anyway. Enough about that. Anyway. um, Super Bowl is coming up. This is... Super Bowl fifty seven, I believe. Uh Chiefs, Eagles. The two best teams in there in, in the AFC and the NFC. Like this is what it's supposed to be. The MVP race was down to Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. It's the two best quarterbacks. I mean you could say Joe Burrow, whatever. But uh I think this is what the Super Bowl should be. This fixing to be a great game. The Eagles have a great defense. The Chiefs have a pretty damn good defense. You know, you got Chris Jones. It's like, that guy's a madman. But then the Eagles have the highest sack rate. It's a historic sack rate. Nothing like a good sack rate, you know. It's it's going to be a good game. At least it should be. If it's not, I'll be a little disappointed. I'll be totally honest with you right there. Um, I'm rooting for the Eagles. Go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'll be honest with you. I... Just kind of over the Chiefs. I'm just a little bit over the Chiefs. Mahomes, his helmet looks like it makes him look like he's got a huge head, and I hate that. It's the Aaron Rodgers thing. Like his helmet made his head look stupid. I was actually watching a uh, that 30 for 30, the Bullies of Baltimore, and <laughs> Sarah Gusa, R.I.P. Goose, um, one of the the greatest Baltimore Raven defensive players of all time. His helmet was too small for his head. Like it literally John, there's a play call when John Mann is like, well you look you're not uh Tony Zaragoza, and he either needs more helmet or less head. And that's that's pretty funny. But um it was true. Like the helmet was super small on his head. It was it was funny looking. But not Mahomes. Mahomes it looks too big for his head and he puts ketchup on his steak. Now at work I met a lady I was ringing out a lady who um she is a flight attendant For the Chiefs charter flights. So any away game, um, she is the flight attendant for them. So I was like, oh, shit. So you met, like, the Chiefs and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I have. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, okay. Don't have to be so aggressive. She wasn't like that. I just threw that in for a dramatic effect. But uh, she's met everyone. And the first thing I said, I I was like, what? I I always was wondering, like, is Travis Kelsey, like, is he, and I want, you know, I can't, like, curse in front of these customers. So I'm like, is he a jerk? Like, he kind of seems like a jerk. I, I use the word jerk. I wanted to use douchebag, fuckboy, whatever. But I went with jerk because I was in front of a customer. And she's like, no, no, he's the nicest guy. Nicest guy. He you know, always takes time to, like, say thank you when he, when they're leaving the plane. He says thank you to each stewardess and the pilots. Tips us well, all that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, you know. And then they they beat the Bengals and he's talking all that shit and he just sounds a little bit insufferable. So I want to like Kelsey. I do. And there are times when I do. Then there are times when I don't. Like that whole, like the whole thing. And I know the Bengals are talking shit, but also like don't talk that much shit after like you won barely and the refs helped you out a lot. Not to bring in the refs, but they did help you out a lot. Um... Anyway, I didn't ask about Mahomes liking ketchup on a steak. I assume that's still true to this day. Therefore, fuck that guy. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot again. Now I even caught myself. So that means I'm saying it a lot. I apologize. Chiefs, Eagles, I mean, it, uh, I, my heart says Eagles. Because again, I am over the Chiefs. They're becoming like the new Patriots, the new Golden State Warriors, if you will. I'm sure this is how people thought about the Bulls in the '90s. But it's like you're you're tired of them. Like you see them every year, and you're like, I want something new. And the Eagles aren't necessarily new. They've won a Super Bowl recently. They actually beat the Patriots for it. Big Dick Nick in the Philly Special. You know, Doug Peaty. Um, yeah, there's them again. Sorry, but I I, I just. Mahomes is going to have a long career. Can we not bring up the GOAT debate already? He's only won one Super Bowl. His statistics in the Super Bowls he's played in, not good. He's one for one in the Super Bowls. So that's, you know, 500, it's fine. It's better than my record in the Super Bowls. What's my record again? Oh no, that's right. Uh, but two touchdowns to four interceptions? And I get it, that one against Tampa, the offensive line was fucked up. But arguably, like the 49ers were a pass away from beating the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. If Jimmy Garoppolo hits Emmanuel Sanders on that one, he's 0 2. And that two to four touchdown and interception ratio looks a lot worse. And I'm not trying to hate on Patrick Mahomes. I know he's all time. He's great. He's special. He's a generational talent. Yada, 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 Sorry. Snap <clears throat> out of a joke. Okay. But I just think this, this goat talk, people are like, oh, he's. You know, he can be compared to any quarterback of all time outside of Brady. And eventually he's going to be compared to Brady. Like, let his career play out. What if he gets injured and ends his career? Gosh, I should not have said that. That was very mean. Should not, I'm not wishing that. I, I'm just saying, like, what if it happens? Like, I'm not trying to put, like, bad Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster. Because they have him as a receiver now, as a little thing. I'm just saying, like, anything could happen. Let's let the career play out. And then we could start comparing him to Brady and whoever, you know? But until then, let's just chill a little bit. Let's, let's appreciate greatness. It's the same reason. It's the same thing I, I say to people when they're comparing LeBron and Jordan, who LeBron broke Kareem's record all time. Um, I'm not going to talk about basketball a lot today because Donnie is going to be on soon on the NBA All-Star break, and we're going to do an NBA episode then. Don't you worry. But, um, like... The, these MJ LeBron comparisons are nonstop, and like, you're never gonna convince people who are LeBron fans and people who are Jordan fans. The, it's the other way around. It's just not gonna happen. So just appreciate greatness. LeBron is great. Yeah, he's a bit of a crybaby, but you know, you could say he's passionate or whatever. Yeah, he flops a lot. And now, the LeBron said in an interview, like, I gotta learn how to flop. Come on, man. You you basically invented flopping. Anyway, I'm rooting for the Eagles. My heart says the Eagles. My head says the Chiefs. They're just going to come up with some kind of way, some Mahomes type of magic. Um, and then, you know, he's going to get revered as, you know, oh, it's the ankle game. The ankle game. Like that was the game against the Bills or the, the Bengals because he had a high ankle sprain in the game against the Jaguars, which a high ankle sprain, the time you should be out is four to six weeks. He came back the next week and he beat the Bengals. I don't think he had a high ankle sprain. I think they'd misdiagnosed him, or they were just fucking with us to make Patrick Mahomes look like the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, you can't have a high ankle sprain where you're supposed to be out four to six weeks and then just come back the next week and win an NFL playoff game. It doesn't add up. So, and again, I know it sounds like I'm ripping on Mahomes this whole time. I'm not trying to. Maybe I am trying to just a little bit because... I just got done talking about how Brady was the GOAT, and I don't want there to already be a new, like, now Mahomes is the GOAT. Like, let's, let's chill. Yeah? Can we chill? Let's chill. All right. So Eagles, Chiefs, Chiefs, Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles have the all-around better team. I think the Chiefs have the better quarterback. See, there you go. There's Mahomes compliment. Shut the fuck up. Uh, Chiefs clearly have the better tight end. Potentially have the better running game. That's debatable. I mean, if you include Jalen Hurts, then it's the Eagles. But receiving core, I think it's the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Yal Scott, like I said, is, is, is not the better tight end. But you throw him in there and then he's, he's pretty decent compared to like Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Toney, who I don't even know if they're going to be playing because I think they got injured in the last game, but we'll see. It's going to be a fun game. That's all I'm hoping for. I don't really have a dog in the fight. Shout out, Mike Vick. Just kidding, Um, but I'm just rooting for a fun game because the Super Bowl and it's the last game of the NFL season, and you always want it to go out with a bang. You don't want it to be a stinker. (laughs) Stinker. Speaking of stinker, I think Finn just woke up, and uh, you you just want it to be fun. You just want it to go out and be, and you want to be reminded like this is why I love football. This is why I love football so much. Can't wait to see you in six months. I'll be waiting for you come August with fucking bells on, baby. <clears throat> yeah, just barge in. Do whatever you want to me. Anyway. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Heart says eagles. Mind says chiefs. So I'm going to st- stick with the eagle because I trust my heart more than my mind because I'm kind of stupid. So, there we go. Go birds. Fly, eagles, fly. uh uh-huh. That was my Super Bowl talk. That was it. That was my Super Bowl preview. And then, you know, I got my Brady stuff out of the way. So maybe no more sports stuff, except the WNBA is making news. All that and more when we come back. <laughs> All right, everybody. And we're back recording in the car. This is vintage feel good Friday style because I am in the parking lot of TJ's. Got a few minutes that I'm going to kill. Uh, Because, like I said, we have to talk about the WNBA real quick. A lot of things happening in WNBA. A lot of big moves. Okay? now I'm going to do my best to, you know, know what's going on. I probably won't. But bear with me. There's a lot of content. I don't know why I'm getting notifications for the WNBA. I keep getting ESPN saying breaking news. Even on Instagram, it'll be like breaking. This girl is going here or whatever. Um, And I'll I'll tell you some of the stuff that's gone down real quick. Uh, WNBA trade alert. The Aces, the Las Vegas Aces, acquired the rights to Amanda Zahui. Zahui B. Amanda Zahui B. And a 2024 second round draft pick from the LA Sparks. So that's good. In exchange, they gave up the contract of Dierica Hamby in a 2024 first-round pick. So, whew, big trade there. Uh, another trade that went down, the Atlanta Dream acquired the rights to Alicia Gray uh, in a trade that sent Atlanta's 2023 number three pick and 2025 first-round pick to the Dallas, Dallas Swings. The Dallas Swings. Yeah. Um some free agency buzz that that went down. The Mystics, the Washington Mystics signed Brittany Sykes. Watch out, watch out for the Mystics. Brittany Sykes is a three-time all-defensive guard. That's uh that's a big uh signing. Uh let's see. The Dallas Wings signed uh well re-signed Tierra McCowan. Whew. It's good, right? Uh, the Las Vegas Aces signed Alicia Clark. Whoa! They're gonna repeat. I know they won the championship because they tried to make it a big deal. <clears throat> uh, here's some some rapid fire WNBA free agent updates. The LA Sparks signed Azura Stevens. Um, Seattle Storm signed Kia Nurse. Whew. Seattle Storm also signed Sammy Whitcomb. Chicago Sky, woo, reppin'. We we're the champs two years ago. They signed Elizabeth Williams, so I guess we're going to the championship again. The Phoenix Mercury signed Sophie Cunningham. Love to see that for Phoenix. That's good, good move. I fuck. I guess I don't know. Um, the Connecticut Sun. The Connecticut Sun signed Natisha Heideman. Heideman, Heideman, whatever. And uh, the Atlanta Dream signed Monique Billings, so there you go. The Sky also signed Courtney Williams. Chicago Sky, Chicago reppin'. Did we? They signed Izzy Harrison as well. Wow, we're really going for it, huh? We're we're going for it. That's right. Um. But Jordan Canada, what? That's a made up name, right? Jordan Canada. Signed with the sparks. Fine, go to LA. Fuck do I care? Big trade alert. Uh Tiffany Hayes has been traded to the Connecticut Sun. Wow, Connecticut's stacking up too, huh? Uh the Atlanta Dream acquired Connecticut's sixth pick in the twenty twenty three draft. So they get they get a sixth pick. That's it's good. I think. I again. There's a four team trade that I'm not even gonna try to go through because I'm not you know whatever um, back in September I didn't you know I didn't recognize it then the the Aces so the aces won the finals right the MVP was uh, Chelsea gray the uh, apparently the point God the point God. Averaged 18.3 points per game and 6 assists per game throughout the playoffs. That's the point god of the WNBA. So, there's that. Uh, I heard some other stuff too. I heard uh, the Aces are like... They're under investigation or some shit. I forgot what for. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't care... Oh, I feel bad, but I don't. I do not care. Um, so that's your WNBA update. Probably going to do this once every two years. Go, Sky. You know, go, go, Chicago. That's my team. I, uh, I rep them hard. I don't know. Uh, Candace Parker, I know, ended up signing with a different team. So fuck her, honestly. Like, you come to Chicago and then you just leave. Eat a dick, Candace Parker. And that's not like I, I would say eat like I've said eat a dick to dudes before. That's not like, hey, eat a like, you know. I just made that worse than it had to be. Anyway, nothing but love for Candace Parker. She can come on the podcast anytime. So. I could probably just buy courtside seats to an M- uh, WNBA game and then just record live during the game and then try to lean over and be like, Candace, what do you think about the defense or something. I don't know. You know. but We'll see. Anyway. Um, some other news going on. Splash Mountain in Disney uh, has closed. 30 years. Had a 30 year run. That's a good run. I'm about to be 30 this year. Um, I like to think I've had a good life. I think Splash Mountain had a good life. It closed on January 23rd, 2023. People were waiting in line to be on the last ride for like three hours on that last day. Uh, it closed at Disney World, but it remains open at Disneyland. It's a bummer because I'm going to Disney World next month. I like Splash Mountain, from what I remember. I haven't been to Disney in a minute. Hot minute. I'm about to be there again. But, uh... Yeah, there were wait times of over 220 minutes on that Sunday. Um, it's crazy. Like you know how earlier I was saying, the uh, people are trying to sell the the sand from Tom Brady's retirement site. People are trying to sell water, Splash Mountain water on eBay. And people like, I'm sure they came in and kind of scooped some up, and they, or maybe they caught someone the Splash Zone. I don't know how they do it. Honestly, I don't care that much. That's that's just that's so great. But you know. I'm, I wouldn't buy it because I'm like that that no, like I'm not gonna do that. But if I caught it myself, maybe I'd keep it for a little bit. Be like, damn, this is from Splash Mountain. RIP, you know? And maybe I'd try to sell it. Nah, yeah, whatever. I can't rip on these people. So that's shutting down to become Tiana's Bayou Adventure. It's from the Princess and the Frog, Princess Tiana, which I think is an underrated movie. Um, But it is what it is That should be fun I don't think it's not Not gonna be fun But Splash Mountain man Zippity doo da Zippity day My oh my What a wonderful day Uh, No Zippity doo da Zippity yay My oh my What a wonderful day I apologize It is 5 o'clock in the morning So I am uh, Still coming to it But yeah Splash Mountain is closing forever Sad Sad stuff End of an era More end of an era they closed it because they thought it was racist. The Song of the South, it's tied to a 1946 Disney film, which has been criticized uh, for its idealized portrayal of plantation life. So, yeah, they gave into the cancel culture. Not to be one of those, but they get, I mean, I really don't think people had a problem. I don't think people were like, they're not losing guests because of Splash Mountain. So, but they did it anyway, so bummer that's a bummer so here comes tiana's bayou adventure will not be opened by next month this by this time next month we we'd have already we will have already gone to florida and come back which is crazy because we've been talking about this for like over a year now it's just here um but the petition to change splash mountain's theme went viral and uh disney announced plans to change it and uh you know it's been in the works since 2019 Yeah, fuck it. Have your new theme ride Tiana. Like I said, I got nothing against The Princess and the Frog. I like it. It's a solid movie. It's underrated. Underrated Disney flick. They should have done Emperor's New Groove. Just saying. Because that's the most underrated Disney flick. In my humble opinion. Anyway, I gotta head in. That's my spiel on WNBA and Splash Mountain. RIP to Splash Mountain and, uh, I'd say RIP to the WNBA, but to be honest, I never knew it was alive. So I'll be in and I'll be back and we'll talk about some some movies and shows that I've watched. Get a little update on that. Adios, people. Ciao. 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 White Lotus. Ciao. All right everybody. And we're back. Um don't worry, I didn't leave you. I'm right here. Don't panic. I'm good. You're good. We're good. Let's do this, okay? It's finished strong. This might be the uh, finale right here of episode 53. Might wrap it up burrito style. I don't know. I might might do one more. It it depends on how long this goes on. So I'm going to give you an update on some stuff that I've watched, been watching, am watching. Not currently, because currently I'm recording. I'm a good multitasker, but not that good. Like, I could shit and brush my teeth at the same time. But I can't record a podcast and watch a show at the same time. My mind would be... All over the place. It's already over the pl- like all over the place enough as it is, and you could tell by the you know how easily I get sidetracked and sometimes I just ramble and you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? I get it, don't worry. But uh, yeah, um, the Liberty, the New York Liberty. That's the team that's apparently been making moves, according to an ESPN headline. Liberty is going for the title, but I mean honestly. I think they all are like I think everyone's going for a title, right? Like that's the goal. Whatever. What what is a title in the di- anyway, I'm going to get offensive. Um I want to talk about some stuff I've seen recently. I uh, watched the movie You People on Netflix. That's with Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy and some others. Andrew Schultz is in it uh, as one of Jonah Hill's friends. He's pretty funny. He's he gives a speech at the rehearsal dinner and it's just awful and it's it's hilarious, but a lot of people didn't like this movie. A lot of people used the word cringe cringeworthy. this movie's so cringe okay, gen Z, but uh it's really not it's it's not cringe and if it is cringe, it's like that awkward funny that Jonah Hill does so well. Jonah Hill is a master of his craft when it comes to the awkward humor, the like not knowing exactly what to say. So, just kind of dancing around it. And then finally, he gets out what he needs to. And they're like, what the fuck was that? He does that several times in the film. It's pretty funny. The movie's really funny. Eddie Murphy's great in it um, as the, you know, super strict, like comically strict father who is constantly trying to make Jonah Hill look like an idiot. And then happy ending. Ju- uh, David Duchovny's great in that. I love David Duchovny. Uh, Julia. Louis-Dreyfus, Ju- Julie louis oh my god, I apologize, I'm a big Seinfeld fan and I'm getting her name wrong, it's either Julia Louis-Dreyfus or Ju- the lady from Veep, the, la- the lady from Seinfeld, you know who she is. Anyway, she's grading it, she's part of the MCU now I think, MCU is hard to keep up with, like I'm not going to see the new Ant-Man in theaters, Wakanda Forever has been on Disney Plus for like over a week now, haven't watched it. Out of touch with the Disney universe. Superheroes in general. It's just not my bag. Kevin, my buddy Kevin texted me the other day and he was like, have you watched the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max? I was like, no, I like that's least on my list of things I'm going to watch, unfortunately, because he's a fan of it. And I felt bad being like, don't care, but it's just not my thing. So uh, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just past superheroes like in my life. I know, obviously, there are fans of superheroes in their 60s and 70s and 80s and beyond. Um, so it's not just something you grow out of. Like People love it lifelong, but I think... <coughs> two in a row. <coughs> three in a row. Super professional, Joe. Let's sneeze three fucking times during the middle of the podcast. It's all right. This one wasn't that great of an episode anyway. So sneeze away. Don't take that literally, body. Do not sneeze anymore. I'll be upset. I'm going to try to, to scooby Do it. You know in Scooby-Doo, like when they were hiding from a monster and then Shaggy was about to see, sneeze or Scooby? And then Velma would be like, don't sneeze, my glasses. And then she would like put her finger under their nose and kind of like push it up a little bit. That works. But just like in the show, it only works for a little bit. Like, it puts it off for, like, maybe five seconds, and then it's right back at you. Anyway, see? Sidetracked. Told you. Fucking A. So, You People was funny. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, What else have I watched? Cassie and I are still watching Ted Lasso, and it's still great. Still love it. Just finished the Christmas episode in season two. It's kind of corny. Like, that one gets a little corny, but it's... It's weird, like, it, it should be super corny, but for some reason it's not. And then at the end of the episode, like, the little kid sees Santa fly across the sky, and I'm like, that's, come on, come on, let's, let's not, let's reel that back a little bit. This is Ted Lasso, not Disney Plus. But sometimes those episodes are so heartwarming and so uplifting and so feel good that it feels like something from Disney, but it's not. It's not. Roy Kent makes sure that that's not a Disney show. Little potty mouth Roy Kent saying fucking, you know, Muppet, fucking Muppet all the time. That's my Roy Kent impression. No biggie. Pretty good. But uh, anyway, Ted Lasso's still great. I love that show so much. What else? White Lotus. White Lotus. Just finished it. Both seasons. Done. Loved them. Loved both seasons. I finished season one and someone was like, season two is so much better. I don't know if it's so much better. I think it is better, honestly, but I, I loved both seasons. It was great television. The soundtrack is amazing. The cinematography is great. And these characters are, it's weird. It's a weird, dis- like I can't perfectly describe them because they're complex, but they're, they're also like, there's nothing too special going on. There's nothing over the top that's happening. This isn't like Game of Thrones or some shit. This is just this is the show is basically white people problems. And showing like how fucked up people can be. And in the show it's mostly white people. Um which I think that's actually a good thing because a lot of these characters aren't that likable. There's a couple in there. There's a handful. Like I loved Steve Zahn in the first uh first season I'm sure there were some people that hated him I thought he was super funny Steve Zahn's son in the first season was actually from Fear Street the trilogy on Netflix loved him in that loved him in this He's kind of this kid that was like he needed technology with him he needed phones or iPads or screens and then he goes to Hawaii and he sees this canoeing team every morning when he because he his sisters his sister makes him sleep on the beach because she's she was the worst Sydney Sweeney who I believe is from Euphoria. People know her from that, but I know her from this because I don't watch Euphoria because I'm not a child. Um, <laughs> sorry if you watch Euphoria, don't don't come at me. I just don't watch it because I don't care about it. But uh, she is very hateable, and I think that's she's just a really good actress. Like that's what she's supposed to do. She's kind of supposed to be this annoying Gen Z type of person, just like her friend Paula who is going to be in this new, new series with, uh, Christoph Waltz called The Consultant. No biggie. But I know that. I just saw the trailer today. So I'm just sharing that information with you. Um, season two though, Aubrey Plaza's in it. My girl, Aubrey Plaza. There's a lot of, a lot of going, a lot going on in season two. Um, the old man is great. Kind of like, he's like this old perv, but he's like this, you know, he's old. So it's lovable. Like if you were like a college kid, and you were doing the saying the shit that he says and doing the shit that he does. You'd be like, "You're a fucking creep." But because he's older, he's kind of adorable, which is weird. That's a weird thing to like be a thing, but it is a thing in the show. At least in the show. Like in in real life, I could see a girl being like, "You're a creep," no matter the age, because he, you know, little old pervert. That whole family has this like almost weird kind of sex addiction, and they're getting all kinds of trouble. It's a somewhat happy ending for the most part. I'm not gonna give away too much, because if you want to watch it, go. Well, I highly recommend it. I do, um, but again, I don't want to give away too much. I just want to let you know, like I think it's incredible. I gave away the ending to uh, Steve's the the son in Steve Zahn's family. Steve Zahn, Steve Zahn, Steve Zahn. I'm pretty sure, you know, he kind of has this happy ending. You know, since I already gave the, away the ending that much for the kid, like, they're actually about to go back home to wherever they're from, and his family boards the plane first, and he kind of waves him hat. He's like, no, no, I'll catch you up. And then he runs back, and he doesn't board the plane, and he actually goes and goes with the canoe team. And I'm not sure. I'm sure eventually the parents are going to be like, well, you're 16. We need to get you back. But until then, he's living his best life, which I'm not going to yell at someone for living their best life. Unless living their best life um, is... You know, it results in someone getting hurt. You know, we we don't want that. Can we just not hurt each other? Can we just not be dicks? Can people just not be dicks? Like, I feel like the world is, it could potentially be a place where people just aren't dicks, but people choose to be dicks because I think it's easier. It's easier to judge. It's easier to make fun of people instead of compliment. Especially because sometimes compliments come off weird but I, I don't know it's uh just saying like let's can we it it costs 0 dollars to be kind just saying if it, it is true don't be a dick how about that don't be a dick eat your vegetables <laughs> that one's bullshit i don't eat my vegetables and i look fucking great anyway i don't look great I look like a melting hippo <sighs> moving on white lotus fantastic and mike white the creator i do not know mike white is um Oh, dogs are about to go crazy. Mike White is the guy from School of Rock. He's Ned Schneebly from School of Rock. I did not know that, and now I know that. Yeah, go say hi, girls. So that was kind of cool, figuring that out. It's a nice little little tidbit of information. They're all rushing to see Cassie. Yeah, Mike White created a hell of a show. I love it. So we are going to come back, because I did want to talk about SNL, because SNL is something I'm still watching. Season 48, still watching it. It's not as classic as it was. Maybe that's just because I'm older. There are still some sketches that hit, though. We'll talk about it when I get back. All right, be right back. Then we're wrapping it up. Chipotle burrito style. Double steak. Extra cheese, extra sour cream. Sweet corn. All right, everybody. The time has come to wrap up episode 53. I'm going to be honest. I'm disappointed in myself in this one. I feel like when I keep you waiting so long for an episode, not that people have been clamoring for a new episode, hitting me up like, Joe, where's 53? You're, you're leaving us hanging? What's going on? Are you retiring? Are you, Tom Brady and Ozzy Osborne all retiring at the same time? Three goats of their respective industry? No. No. I'm Like I said, 2023. Year of the slack. But not the slacks. 2023 is the year of Shorts and flip-flops, because I've been able to wear that combination several times already, and it's not even spring yet. It's January and February. These should be the coldest months of the year, at least in Chicago, and they're not. Don't get me wrong. It's not like balmy. I'm not going out and sunbathing, showing off my cheeks to the neighbors. They're probably looking. I got a sweet set. And it, you know, it's whatever. I get it. Uh, you know but uh it's not there yet but it is nice enough during this time of year where i'm like i'm gonna wear shorts because how often will i get to wear shorts you know during the winter in chicago texas i was you know with shorts all the time but here no that's that's a rarity and i know it may you know come back circle back to global warming and that's a whole bad thing and Ben will have to deal with that more than I will. But like I'm not like I'm upset that global warming's happening, but also like it's still nice weather. Like I'm gonna take I'm not gonna like protest Mother Nature and be like, I'm wearing jeans. No, if I could wear shorts in February, if I could wear shorts in January, god damn it, I'm going to. The thing was, when January was nice, I was like, oh shit, well, this is a this is a fluke. February's gonna be a bear. And then it's February, and it's still nice, and it's, like, going to be in the 50s. I'll take it. So now my mindset is that March is going to suck, but we'll, we'll see. Anyway, like I was saying before I left, uh, Saturday Night Live is something that uh, I don't know why. I have this whole new appreciation for, I guess, even the current season, because I kind of realized. So when it was, like, Andy Sandberg, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader... Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, um, you know, uh, Will Arnett, or I'm sorry, Will Forte. Will Arnett, I don't think Will Arnett was on SNL. But uh, as an SNL enthusiast, I should know that kind of thing, but I, I don't think he was. But Will Arnett was, no, fuck, I just said he wasn't. Will Forte was, um, and there was that whole cast. I was like, oh, yeah, Taryn Killam. I'm just throwing out another name, because why not? I was on a roll. I was like, damn, this new cast sucks. Like, it's not like it was back in the day. And then that cast all retired, and I was I, and then I kind of look, I'm like, damn, that cast was really good. And my mindset right now is not that the new cast sucks, but I think I'm in that phase where it's like I don't appreciate them right now because I liked, you know, I look back and I appreciate the old cast members so much more. So I want to I want to send flowers to the current cast members. It's season forty eight, we are. So close to the 50th anniversary, and I wonder what they're going to do for that. They have to have, like, some crazy shit going on, but we'll see. Um, So, Kenan Thompson, still going strong. He's the longest tenured cast member in the show's history. Crazy. He's won an Emmy Award for his work on SNL. He's, he's nominated four times. Like, the guy, I get why he's staying around. I feel like so many people are quick to leave that show, like they want to do movies and be all Hollywood. I would stay on that show forever if I could. So if Lauren was like, Joe, we want you back. That was an awful Lauren impression. Joe, we want you back. No, that was that was even worse. I apologize. But uh if I was on it and he kept inviting me back, I would keep coming back. Absolutely. Now Cecily Strong was on the first half, then she left during the like the halfway finale of season 48. Austin Butler was hosting. It was like a Christmas episode, and they sang her off with Blue Christmas. Cecily Strong, best of luck to you. Whatever you do, Verizon commercials now with Paul Giamatti, get it. It's probably a sweet kick, too. But um, anyway, Cecily Strong, I, she was one that I grew to appreciate. You know, So I don't know what she's going to do now. Um, Colin Jost and Michael Che are still the Weekend Update guys. Again, that's one that, like, when they first started, I was like, damn, these guys are kind of, yeah. But then, you know, the more you watch them, the more they grow on you. And I'm wondering if that's kind of the same for every cast member. Now, there are some that, that never grew on me. Like, Bobby Moynihan, there are some skits, yeah, sure. I, I feel like everyone has some skits. She was one that never grew on me. Eddie Bryant never grew on me. Leslie Jones never grew on me. Um, I thought Taryn Killam had never grown on me. And then uh, I I like I look back now and I'm like, hey, he was pretty funny. He's hilarious, actually. So I don't know. So Colin Jost, Michael Shea, killing it on weekend update. Those guys are very funny. At least the writers are funny and their delivery is funny. They got a great chemistry. Great chemistry. Oh yeah. Mikey Day is on there. Not a huge fan of Mikey Day. I'm sorry. He has again has his moments, but most of the time I'm like, no the delivery is not for me. Heidi Gardner is pretty great. Um she has worked her way up. Ego nudum. Hope I'm saying that right. It's not ego because that's two g's. Lego my ego notum That's she's that's probably. Is that offensive comparing her to a waffle? But I love waffles, so I'm just I probably like waffles more than ego no. Nord- Again, I don't think it's her fault because she has sketches where she's great, but I think a lot of the time they just write her a shitty part. Same with um, Punky Johnson, who uh, is just another one that, you know, it's, you're only as good as a writer on SNL most of the time. There's some people who bring it really hard, like I think Farley was one of those that just brought it. And Anyway, Sarah Sherman, love her. She's fantastic, very awkward humor. She's very, she seems very hipster, but. She's great. Chloe Feynman is very funny. A lot of impressions from her. Bowen Yang is probably my favorite new cast member outside of Michael Longfellow. Bowen Yang is, is a gem, and I'm hoping for a long career from him. Andrew Dismukes, funny stuff. Big ears, but very funny. Punky Johnson, like I was saying. I think she's fine, but I think she's just getting bad writing. James Austin Johnson, excellent impressionist. He does an amazing Trump and he, right right away, they had him on doing Trump. Like, cold open, he was there. He was a new cast member, and he was just doing it. He was killing it. I love him. Um, already. <laughs> Sometimes when you know, you know. Devin Walker is decent. I'm not mad at it at all. And then Michael Longfellow, like I said, is one of those new cast members that I, I find truly hilarious. He does a lot of stand-up comedy, and now he's on SNL. Molly Kearney is very funny. She's... Uh, I don't mean for this to sound mean, but she's like the new Aidy Bryant. She's kind of like the bigger girl on set. You know, Punky Johnson's like husky. Like, she's like, I wouldn't fuck with Punky Johnson. Molly Kearney's just a little, a little bigger, but she's hilarious. I do like Molly Kearney a lot more than Adie Bryant, so she's the new and improved Aidy Bryant, I will say. And then Marcelo Hernandez is on there as well. He did a, a great baseball skit. Uh, on Weekend Update, that was when I got introduced to him. He's really funny. I got introduced to Michael Longfellow on Weekend Update as well when he did a, like a little bit about uh, being a, the kid of a divorced parent or something like that. Divorced parents. So, he's funny. Uh, Marcelo's pretty good. It's a decent kid. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Like, back in the day, it was not that much. It was maybe... 10 or between 10 and 12 now it's at 17 and it's actually low like this is low for SNL because they had a lot of people leave Pete Davidson Kate McKinnon Aidy Bryant like I said Cecily Strong is gone now so I included her in that list but she's gone now so I don't know maybe if there's a shortage I could just send in my resume of 53 episodes of a podcast and a little little bit of stand-up and just being an all-around funny guy you know And they'll be like maybe they'll sense it you know Lauren will be like, I like this guy. He does a really bad impression on me, but I like him. That's a, that's probably the worst Lauren and Michaels impression you're going to hear all day, but can't wait for the 50th anniversary going to be super fun. Um, again, probably going to bring back a bunch of old skits. I hope they have Sandler do his, his tribute to Chris Farley because it's still beautiful. Like they, a video uh, has gone viral of him doing it in Kansas city recently and it was this beautiful thing. Everyone had their, their lights out and, it was awesome. Um kind of sounded like Chris Farley right there. It was awesome. But uh, sometimes I just feel like Chris Farley. I'm not trying to like praise. like I'm just saying like sometimes that's just... I feel like Chris Farley on the Chris Farley show. You just end up asking really stupid questions and for apparently no reason. But So SNL, I still love it. Jason Sudeikis, when he hosted... This was a couple seasons ago, I think. But his monologue was great. Like he was... Kind of going through, and he's like, This is the exact stage where this, this, this happened, and all this, you know, historic from a comedy's perspective, historic events took place. And he just really made me love it. And uh, I started listening again to Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. And they just interview old cast and old SNL cast members, new SNL cast members, hosts, musical guests, writers, all that. So it's a really, really great podcast, especially if you are an SNL lover like myself. So yeah, I just want to send some flowers to SNL. Because if it ends after season 50 and everyone's like, oh, I've loved it for so long. You can go back to this episode, episode 53 of Feel Good Friday, where Joe Kruger sent his flowers to SNL two seasons before SNL was done. Because I'm going to be honest. I have this bad feeling that season 50 might be it. Because I don't know if the show goes on without Lauren Michaels. You know, like it's like. I'll be on well, I was gonna say it's like Disney World without Walt Disney, but honestly it's gotten it's it's grown a lot since Walt Disney died. no offense gonna be there next month. I'll see how it is. I'll give you an update anyway. all right, people. I am done for today again, sorry if this wasn't my best work i I mean to have guests on George is gonna be on Saturday, I believe, and um yeah we'll we'll get that done and Hopefully have some, some more compelling content instead of me just rambling about shit that you probably don't care about. But hey, you're listening. And honestly, I, if you're listening, give me a shout out. Send me a text. Send me a, a message. Say, hey, great episode. I listen to it. Well, unless if it's not a great episode. Don't message me and be like, that episode sucks so much, cock. No. like If it's a good review, send me a good review. Or just hit me up. Like If you're one of my listeners in Germany or the UK, like another country, Hit me up on Facebook, Joe Kruger. It's me and Shorzy in my picture. Me and my dog. Um, one of three. So hit me up and be like, hey, I'm, I'm the guy that's listening in Germany. Or I guess it would be like, hello, I am the guy that's listening in Germany, yeah? And then I'll be like, that's awesome. We're connecting. I want to connect with the people that do listen. I know it's not the biggest number ever, but I would like to connect. So hit me up. Episode 53 in the books. Thank you all. Good night. I want to thank myself on this one because it's just me today. Love you all.